Hey guys, it's Renee from Throwing Down with Renee and Misha. On this podcast, Misha and I are joined by combat sports star and new AEW signee Paige Van Zant to discuss her new career in pro wrestling. Plus, we break down Thunder Rose's emotional win to capture the AEW Women's Championship. Let's get into it. We have on one of the newest signees to all elite wrestling, Paige Van Zant. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on. Girl, we are so excited to have you on here. I feel like I've been dying to pick your brain for quite some time now. And this just makes perfect sense. You are officially a pro wrestler. Can I tell you how excited that makes me? (laughs) I'm excited. I'm officially signed. I feel like I can't call myself a pro wrestler until I have my first match. No, uh, when the check clears, the check's cleared. You're good. The the check did clear, yes. (laughs) (laughs) How is it going? How is the training going? You're training with Gangrel. Uh, How has that been going, getting to roll around and sort of figure out the, the world of pro wrestling with your combat sports background? Honestly, it's amazing. Um, A lot of similarities. And I think that uh, I'm going to pick things up quickly, but the hard thing is to break some of the habits. The the moves are so similar from MMA training to pro wrestling training, but there's just those few differences that you really want to focus on. So I think that's going to be the hardest thing is just to adapt because I am still training MMA to separate the two when I'm doing separate things just to make sure, all right, I'm wrestling now. I need to, um, you know, just make those few adjustments. I feel like that would be like learning Spanish and French at the same time. And you're like, they're kind of similar, but you got to like have, you know, know where those differences are. Yeah, that's that's a lot on the brain. Uh, I feel like this has been a long time coming, though, for you to get into pro wrestling. When I was working for WWE, I remember being like, Paige Van Zandt has got to be coming here at some point, right? And then to see you uh, officially signed with AEW, it's so cool. But how has your time been? I mean, you've, you've made your way out to the ring. I've seen you get in uh, Tay Conti's face. You had your moments with uh, Brandy Rhodes as well. But how, how has just that experience been? Your Wi-Fi off. Okay, can you repeat that one more time? <laughs> How is Sorry. everything at A? It's okay. How has stuff at AEW been? You've been able to make your way out to the ring a few times, get involved in a couple different angles. Um, how has your whole experience been there? Okay, perfect connection. Uh, it's been amazing. <laughs> Honestly, I showed up the first few times just to, like having Dan Lambert's back. I, I did know that my career would take me to pro wrestling eventually. I wasn't sure what uh, venue that would be, if that would be the WWE, if that'd be AEW. Um, I've been a fan of both. So I actually did make it out about a year ago to the WWE headquarters. Um, you know, and they had a different plan for what they wanted for me. Whereas the AEW, I, I'm so excited that they were happy to partner with me and let me continue to fight MMA, continue to do bare knuckle boxing. They're really honestly on board to just build my career, build me as a wrestler and still let me be myself. So cool. Yeah. I love that too. I I love it because, um, you were talking about earlier too, like that you would just come from wrestling, wrestling practice, and then you're doing pro wrestling practice later. So I'm so intrigued by this, like what, um, you said it's similar, but it's different. So it's challenging, but what is actually, a harder practice like a wrestling so i've been trying to like get misha to get practice. into pro wrestling so if you could plead your case to her that would be <laughs> great oh, misha you would be a freaking amazing at it uh, but <laughs> no, there is safe. huge similarities and huge differences so i will say that i just got done with mako's practice at att uh that's like 
basically putting you through hell. That's like, if you want to die, go ahead and take Mako's wrestling practice. So I have these few hours to just kind of like recover and heal my body. Uh, the difference, I think, for the pro wrestling, for me, I, it's not as complicated um, yet just because I'm learning the basics. It's just learning the differences between what I do at MMA, what I do at, at American Top Team, and then what I will be doing for AEW. It's very similar, and luckily I'm an athlete, so I'm picking things up really picking things up really quickly. But it's still a lot of differences, so it's more this. We're just doing the basics and breaking it down. It's more tedious right now than like hard, hard work. So, what do you think the the hardest part of all of it is then, as far as like you're learning basics and you go into practice like that? But I know there's this other element. Like we were just talking about. Steveson and how he's he signed over to, to to pro wrestling now and and like how I'm like oh I'm I'm focused on them like what they're gonna do with the athletic part but Renee's like oh you know but they're gonna have to be on a microphone they're gonna have to do this and do that I'm like oh my god I forget about all that stuff you know and I'm just wondering that to me in my mind would probably be the most out of the wheelhouse right I mean you're an athlete that's kind of gonna translate over and you're gonna figure those things out but talk to me a little bit about that like does that make you nervous at all like how do you plan to navigate that kind of different element yeah that is gonna be honestly the hardest part uh is is learning to work the microphone learning to work the room on a microphone learning to speak in public I feel like I've always done well speaking uh speaking in public but all the questions are about me and it's pretty easy to just kind of like talk about yourself but in this instance (laughs) it's going out there and you have to like you know I'm going to be calling people out I'm going to be talking to other female wrestlers it's making it in an entertainment industry as well but at the same time I I I do know that luckily I'm going in there and I'm still Paige Van Zandt at the end of the day and that's who got signed to be a pro wrestler and that's who they're going to all have to face and that's who they're going to hear on the microphone how much pressure are you feeling right now of like the spotlight is on you? I mean, obviously you're somebody that that gravitates towards being that person, but as you, yeah, I mean, just switching, it's not switching professions. It's just a little bit of like a, a career adjacent switch up, but are you feeling the pressure of, uh, of just making that change? You know, I wouldn't say it's pressure, uh, more for me nerves. Of course, I want to be as successful at absolutely anything that I try. It's almost the same transition that I had going from the UFC to bare knuckle boxing. Uh, It's just exciting. You know, it's a big career change. It's a big life change. But I knew it was something that I had wanted to do for a long time. Um, And I want to be really good at it. I want to go out there. I don't want to look terrible. I don't want to, like, fall straight on my face. I want to go prove who I am and why I signed with pro pro wrestling. And I do think I bring a lot to the table. So uh, there's just more, more nerves and excitement on my end. Have you been watching lots of like watching what Rhonda has been able to do to Shayna Baszler, like watch, you know, even like a Brock Lesnar, Kurt Angle, these people that you look at that have the the wrestling MMA background that have made that jump into WWE or into into professional wrestling. Sorry. Uh, but is that something that you're kind of keeping an eye on to see how their moves kind of um, shift over? Yes, I have been, you know, I've been trying to get some ideas, some new moves to use. And I've been watching everybody. I've been watching Rhonda's been watching Shayna for a long time. She's been wrestling forever. I've been watching um, everybody in the WWE and AEW. I still go to the, all the AEW shows and I just watch in the back and get a sense of what I'll be doing um, just to make sure I'm good at it. So I feel like the more involved I am, the more I'm going to pick up just from watching. And now that I'm training too. Um, I can get a sense of, oh, this is what they were doing. This is how to make it work with my body. 
who do you want to work with? Ooh, um, like for a wrestling match or for training? (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Both. Both. You know what? I've been having a great time, Gangrel. I had one one practice with him. I could tell at the beginning of it, he was like, what are you going to really be about? Like, who are you? Because I know first first off the bat, he's like, oh, yeah, I followed you on Instagram. You know, he's just uneasy. I could tell he wasn't sure about me yet. And, of course, there's Instagram me. That's also a job. And then there is me, the athlete. So I was like, hey, let's get in the gym. Let's start training. And it took 15, 20 minutes. And he was like, yes, you're going to be good at this. This is awesome. And I could feel like that mood switch where now it's like exciting for me to come into the gym every day and exciting to learn some new moves. And, and honestly, I, I'm ready to wrestle anybody in the division. I'm coming for the belt. That's the end goal, no matter what promotion you're in. So, uh, yeah, the belt is the destiny. How hard is it to juggle all of these things from AEW to, to your MMA career to, like you said, just even like running your Instagram to your OnlyFans? Like, you are so busy. How do you do it all? Honestly, I just have an amazing team. Um, it's surrounding myself with people that are going to get me to my end goal and ha- understand what what goals I have on a day-to-day basis and on a long-term. Ever since I signed with First Round Management, they've kind of helped me navigate my career, sit down and figure out what do you want to do in the long term and how are we going to get you there? And then uh, beyond that, I, I've just been blessed. I have amazing people in my life too. Like Dan, yeah, I'm traveling to uh, all these AEW shows or going once a week, but I get to take Dan's private jet. So I fly in and fly out. It takes one, <laughs> it takes one day. That it's helps. a very, very amazing lifestyle. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so I've been super fortunate enough to have like him and his support and then, um, you know, it's easy when you're doing what you love. It's, it's, it's easy. You know, anytime people ask me like, and they have no idea who I am, I'm like, oh, what do you do for work? I'm like, yeah, I don't really work. I just, I'm, I'm me. And I just do whatever I can to be the best me that I can. I love it. Speaking of Hell being yeah. just you, Renee and I were talking about this, like your apparel. I'm so interested to see like when you have your first match and she's like, I think she should go full MMA. I'm like, oh, it's kind of already been done though. I was like, I kind of think maybe she should go more pro wrestling, you know? And then we were like, okay, we finally settled on the happy medium. Like maybe something in between that's kind of <laughs> a little bedazzled and it's, it's very you. Yes. I mean, you have great style. You have, your shoe game is so on point. So I'm really Thank like, you. <laughs> can you give us any little tidbits like what we can expect for a first match clothing wise? What the heck are you going to yeah. wear? Yeah, Absolutely. you know, I've been thinking about it too. I know for sure when I wrap my hand, I'm going to wrap my hands bare knuckle style. Still a professional bare knuckle boxer. So I'm going to get the bare knuckle wraps on. Uh, But beyond that, I truly like one, I want to be totally pro wrestling. I am so invested. So I want to be a part of the show. Um, But I still like, I know that I'm coming into this world as a professional fighter. Uh, Obviously I'm in pink now. I love pink. So um, I was thinking something like leather tight, hot pink. Yes definitely rhinestones um little bit of fun a little bit of both worlds for sure oh my god i I love that that. like fembot style yeah i love that yeah and before like even in the ufc before they had the outfitting policy you know i weighed in and like a rhinestone bikini i was wearing a hot green little outfit you know i'm i'm still gonna be myself of course it doesn't matter what i do um, my bare knuckle boxing outfit was pink and green. So it's going to be something still me, but still real <laughs> badass. <laughs> oh, I cannot wait to see that. What has been the biggest difference in terms of, I guess, like for me coming from like the pro wrestling world and knowing what it's like being backstage and what the relationships are like with everybody from the locker rooms and, and whatnot, what are the differences that you see from 
going from like the MMA world into pro wrestling? Yeah, you know, in the back, I, I noticed that the show is it's a definitely um, there's a lot of similarities. I mean, at the end of the day, everybody's coming for your job. Everybody's trying to come and, and come at you. Everybody's competition. It doesn't matter who you are. Um, so it's, I honestly, it feels like the same world and the one biggest difference though, I love MMA fans. I love UFC fans. I know there's a lot of diehards, but when you're in the audience at a pro wrestling show, the energy is like shocking. The love Mm -hmm. and support. And whenever I walk, a pro wrestler walks out, the entire audience is singing their song. They know the song by heart. Um, <laughs> they have like the banners, the loves, just the energy from the fans. I don't know if they're going to love me or hate me. doesn't matter. I know they're going to give me a ton of energy no matter what. So I think that's just like the big like difference. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is really freaking cool. Have we heard your music yet? No, I don't no, have right? music yet. I'm still no. figuring that out. I have a few options oh. in my mind, but uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Do I get to pick it? Do they pick it? I don't know. I mean, it's such a funny thing. So my husband is John Moxley. And when he comes out to Wild Thing, and like he didn't always come out to that, that. But it's like, I mean, they had to pay for that. Um, not everybody mm-hmm. has that, but like Orange Cassidy gets to come out to the Pixies. So I don't know if I'm yep. going to feel like, you know, swing your weight around a little bit and try to get a song that you want because that is so important it really is for like the crowd right away to know who you are yeah what are some of your options if you could if you could have any song what would you pick (laughs) I have no idea I have to be like some sort of mashup I would love to have it be like a signature song but I want it to be something that I can do for pro wrestling and then also have it be like my signature song for fighting because I don't have like a signature song I walk out to yet I've changed it for every venue I go to I try to like work the crowd i've walked out to uh no sleep till brooklyn when i fought in brooklyn uh so i really tried to do like i always fought to like a spanish song so it just depends on where i fight i've always changed it but i want something that's like iconic (laughs) yes yeah (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) i think something totally original unique to you would be totally um that would be really cool um Mm -hmm. But, okay, I, I had one question left in closing for you, really, is that since it's Women's History Month and you're doing so many amazing things, and I, I love your story and how candid and open you've been. So I guess it would be like if you had a message to a, a younger you or perhaps anybody listening who is inspired to kind of like follow in your footsteps, right? But but like that message, like if you were talking to yourself, like if you were 10 years ago or 20 years ago or whatever, like what is something that you would you would tell yourself like what's an important message that you've learned yeah you know this is one thing that I've learned late in life and I'm I'm really proud of who I am now in the way I've applied this um but stop worrying about hurting people's feelings and I think that's one thing you're taught as a kid like you know you keep your mouth shut you never want to hurt anyone's feelings so you'll like you'll go through the motions and you'll do things that you don't want to do specifically not to hurt somebody's feelings and that can put you one in dangerous situations because you don't listen to your gut and you just go with things because you don't want to ever hurt anybody but then two you don't actually get what you want in life so I've learned along the way that one people aren't as sensitive as you think you are they are and um learn to say no and stand up for what you want you don't have to worry about hurting someone's feelings if someone's upset with you um saying no to something because it makes you uncomfortable then they don't actually really care about you because no one would want to put you in a comfortable situation anyways that has your best interest at heart so I think, yeah, stop worrying about people's feelings and just go do what you need to do to be successful. 
I feel like that's such a good nugget of truth and something that like yeah. younger me, honestly, even like now me needs to remind Same. myself sometimes of like, just say no to yeah. something. Don't worry about what people are going to say. Like I can be such a people pleaser. Sometimes I drive myself fucking yes. crazy. Yeah. It's the worst. Exactly. And I feel like it's put me in like dangerous situations in high school, like where I was just like, too, I was so uncomfortable, but I didn't listen to that gut feeling. I didn't want to speak up and be like, Hey, I'm not comfortable. Take me home. Or even things, just little things like that or in business meetings, yeah. like taking a contract just because you don't want to like, be like, Hey, I think I deserve more money. Uh, now yes. I don't ever do that. I say what I want and it, it's honestly made me a lot happier and a lot more successful in my life. Amazing. Oh, That's such great what? advice, especially like for one. girls in general. Like I think we're kind of taught by society that we're supposed to be the more submissive ones or we're supposed to be the people yep. pleasers. We're supposed to or be like just serve, be happy that you serve. got offered whatever. Yeah. Always. Yes. Like I've had so many guys tell me like, just like smile, smile. Just like as a simple compliment. I'm like, why aren't you smiling though? Why do I always have to be the exactly. one making everyone happy? Yeah. Cause I'm smiling. Like, you know what I mean? Like sometimes yep. we can. So I love what you're saying. That's, that is a beautiful message. Thank you so much for that. Um, a great reminder. Yes. Hell yeah. Well, Paige, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, we loved having you on, um, literally anytime you want to come hang out open forum come hang out with us actually yeah. we come hang out with you, you so and your yeah yeah actually can we come <laughs> can we there? there yeah <laughs> yes well and i'm we're in this small i got kicked out because we're in a really small apartment complex where our, well, our house is being built but yes come our house is getting built we're gonna have a huge pool and party all the time love it done all right well i'm looking forward to seeing uh wednesday dynamite maybe you'll be there maybe you won't I'm excited to see it we'll though see. and get that get that rhinestone jacket done up girl we got to see that oh I will yeah I will thank you guys so much thanks Bye. Paige hey everybody this is Lindsay Rhodes and with the NFL playoffs underway what better time than now to check out my podcast the NFL Road Show we're going to break down the biggest games key players every angle in between with guests that go past the low-hanging fruit and get to what you really need to know We'll have new episodes every Monday and Thursday all the way through Super Bowl 56 in my hometown of Los Angeles. So please subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the SXM app included with most subscriptions. Thunder Rosa! She's an AEW Women's Champion. This was such an amazing moment. Um, you know, we got to have Thunder Rosa on the show not too long ago. I've had yeah. her on my podcast before and got to take like a real deep dive with her. Um, just on the journey of her career of always feeling like she didn't quite belong. She didn't really fit anywhere. Promotions had made her life a little bit difficult. She made her own promotion. Um, the woman has really done it all and... She works so damn hard. So she made her own promotion? She started her own promotion, yeah, in uh, in San Antonio. Yeah, so, I mean, it's she... Still going? Yeah, it's an all-women's promotion that she works with. That's really cool. Yeah. I thought, she, I thought it was something she was going to maybe start, but I didn't realize she had already done it. Yeah. That's cool. Oh, yeah, she does it. Yeah, so, I mean, she just... She works so incredibly hard, and the match that her and Britt put on... Uh, for the St. Patrick's Day show this I past week it. on Dynamite. It wasn't it great? What did you, th so you, as like an outsider perspective, what did you think of watching this steel cage match? Oh my gosh. I, I still like, I still don't understand how somebody just like falls back without looking and like just lands on a bunch of chairs. <laughs> I watched like, that so many times in like, Ugh. I did too. I, I re I rewound it. Cause I'm like, so many things could go wrong. If you are, you land like just a little bit on the wrong spot. And I guess that's where it blurs the lines of, you know, what's real and what's not, because that's very real. That move, that movement is very you dangerous. You can't fake. Real, There's no like, faking that. We don't use the F I mean. word, but like, it's like, it's, I, I just, 
just um, was really taken back by that. And then I also found it just interesting. Like, okay, so the ref gets knocked out of this, knocked out of the scene. And then, and then Brick gets like pinned, but there's nobody there to see it. And I'm like, I don't know how this is going to work out. I've seen this happen once before. And then, then the mm-hmm. script was flipped, you know? So I was like, so is Brick actually going to win now? And then it's going to be all controversial. But um, it was. What did you think of the, some of the hardcore stuff, like having the chair shots, having the thumbtacks, um, to seeing yeah, I mean, I the women real bloody and gory? Oh yeah, dude, That's awful. those. If you see like when they're walking out, usually like the bottom of their shoes are like all silver because it's all thumbtacks. Like when you see what happens Ugh. to like their bodies and stuff, it's so gnarly. I. Just and also like when Thunder Rosa took Britt's hand and was like smashing it down in the thumbtacks to like taking like the tiger driver into the thumbtacks. Like, good God, these ladies are they nuts. They literally like body slam themselves into these thumbtacks. That's awful. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. No, they, I know. Can't. Listen, I, I, it's very upsetting. Maybe <laughs> I so don't gross. like, like ever want to, I don't, I don't think I ever want to do that. That's how, that's too intense. Well, I should um, have asked the, Paige if she wanted to do that when Paige Van Zandt was on, like, would she do a hardcore like, match? Like, would she be down to do thumbtacks? I don't know. I feel thumbtacks like she would. She's bare knuckle like, fighting. If she's going to be punched in the face with like bare knuckles, I feel like she'd be down. I'd almost rather do that though than land in a pile of thumbtacks. Just something about those like piercing my body just does not sound appealing to me. It's just too far. Like it's just like that's okay. That's too much. Like punching is one thing, but you know, falling in a pile of thumbtacks, it just sounds like a lot of of death by a thousand slices or whatever. Literally, like literally, doesn't sound fun to me at all. Blood though, there was a lot of blood in that match. That's one thing that I that I kind of took away. I was I don't know if I recall seeing a. Not that I'm the most, um, you know, I'm not an encyclopedia book of women's uh, pro wrestling matches, but I, the, nothing really comes to mind. I've seen some really bloody MMA matches of mm-hmm. women, but not. Yeah. Like- um, Britt and Thunder Rosa have had, they did, um, it was an unsanctioned lights out match. This was, I, my timeline is off because I don't leave my house, but I want to say like a year ago, something like that. Um, and they were just bloody and gory. And I, I want to say maybe even bloodier than they were uh, for this past match. Uh, but, you know, moments like that in this, I mean, this happened in a match, but it was a different situation. But when Becky Lynch got punched in the nose, this was leading into Survivor Series and she took a shot right in the face and she was just, it, she looked like Andrew WK. Like her nose was just bleeding everywhere, all down the front of her shirt. It was brutal. She got some great Whoa, merch out of it, though. But that probably yeah. wasn't. Um, no, no, that was like, that, yeah, mm, yeah, she just like, this miscalculated a little bit. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, Ouch. it was it was quite bad. Um, okay, so for Thunder Rosa, huge victory. She is now tippy top of that uh, of the women's division. Um, and you know, I think we got to give the the credit to Britt Baker here as well in terms of you know really solidifying the women's division in all elite wrestling. Um, I feel like it's, I don't even really want to talk about this, but here I go. But, uh, you know, I feel like so many people have wanted to talk about, oh, the women's division, they, they want to compare WWE's women's division and AEW's and uh, Impact, Ring of Honor, blah, blah, blah. It's like, it's always under fire, which I think is so stupid. Uh, but I, I do really think that Britt Baker um, has firmly put that women's division on the map. And while she was doing that, I mean, having somebody like Thunder Rosa, now for her to be the tippy top and to be able to tell this beautiful story of rising up to the top and now being the women's champion 
It's so great for their whole division. Thunder Rosa was the perfect person to pass that torch to. Um, and, and, you know, in the meantime as well, having girls like Tay Conti getting ready for that bigger spotlight, having Jade Cargill really learning how to fill those big shoes because, I mean, that woman is a star no matter which way you look at it. She's so amazing. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're green, young talent. So it's trying to find the right time and the right moment to let people really, really shine. And this was that moment for Thunder Rosa. Uh, so really, really cool to see her walk away with the title and have that win in I San Antonio. So Did you see her entrance with the mariachi band coming out? The all women's mariachi band, yes. which I thought was really cool. So yes. great. It was so cool. And and what I'm realizing is that um, the reason that this moment is, it, you know, it like you said about blurring the lines is that you have to work so hard for so long to get enough people on the same page to agree mm -hmm. like that this makes sense to the storyline and she's done it she has really done it i think she has worked her little hiney off oh and yeah it was cool to see the change of hands um and also interesting to see how brit kind of um like how she took the loss mm -hmm. you know like yeah it was it was just yeah, it was it was interesting. So Thunder Rosa tweeted this out afterwards. I have no words to describe how I feel, the love, the energy, the result of yesterday's match. I'm blessed and I'm thankful. I just know there's a lot of work to be done. Um, the rest is in Spanish and I will not read that because I will for sure botch it. Um, but so, so cool to, to see. It's funny. I, I messaged her just say like congrats. And she's like, I need to go soak my body now. Like you can just imagine how... How beat up her body feels right now. Um, but then on the other side of that, you mentioned Britt Baker and, and her reaction yeah. to it. So Britt had tweeted out. Um, uh, she Basically said, well, well, that she had like two hours of sleep. Yeah, she had two hours of she sleep. Might she might have lost. To, yeah, yeah, she had to go into the dental mm -hmm. office the next day. She said, well, others relax and recover for their day off. I'm just leaving the dental office for the day, bruised and cut up on two hours of sleep after traveling halfway across the country. I might have lost, but I gave you all the best damn women's championship reign that none of you deserving idiots will appreciate until I'm champion again. This will always be my division to all those. Uh, I paved the way. Uh, I paved the way for you. Uh, you're welcome, DMD. Um, so she knows what she did. Britt knows what she did. She knows that she, you know, she she was the women's division for quite some time. But but now we get to see what Thunder Rose is going to do with it. And I really am interested to see what the women's division will look like with Thunder Rosa at the top. Um, because she is someone who's very proactive in wanting to see certain changes, wanting to do things a little bit differently. So I want to see how much, um, you know, she's able to really switch some things up and, and maybe have some other cool matches that we've not been able to see from Thunder Rosa. You know, I, I think Serena Deeb is another woman that I would love to see her in some bigger spotlight matches as well. She's so, so, so good. And I think she's one of those women that um, I, I feel like anyone else that, that sees her in the ring always agrees that, that she is, she is how, that chick. How so deep I, is like the women's roster at AEW? There's a lot of women there. But, you know, not to, like, just compare AEW to WWE, but WWE does have a very deep women's division in terms of, like, That's oh, what I was kind of that person's too. good to go today. That person's good to go today. Like, there's a lot of women that are kind of, I don't want to say, like, waiting in the wings. There's, there's only so many top-tier positions. But there's a lot of women that are sort of just simmering right there that could be plucked up at any moment to be like, all right, 
now's your time to go. Yeah. Um, they've, they've put in that time and if they just have more experience under the belt, that's really all it comes down to. But the thing that's cool with AEW that I've, that I've seen is, you know, the women being able to have these great matches, having these main event caliber matches and putting them in the right spot to have them succeed. You know, right. I, I think putting somebody in, in a, in a position when they are not ready to succeed, it doesn't just hurt that person. It hurts the whole division, hurts yeah. the company. So I, I think it's really cool the way that, that things have kind of shaken out and giving people the opportunity when the time is right. And I think Jay Cargill is such a perfect, perfect example of that. Somebody who like she is green, but she just so happens to be really fucking good. So you know, you you give her. She's got a. She's got the uh, the T or the TBS championship right now. Um, but yeah, there's there's it's definitely growing and developing, and there's a lot of potential for some really big stars in AEW. Like PBZ, um, exactly. I like mean, a what a PBZ. great addition. Oh my gosh. I really think once she gets in there and she gets her feet wet, um, has that first match, like I feel like she's already been bitten by the bug. And because it seems to me like she's a bit of a perfectionist, she's going to be a workhorse. She's going to want to be really fucking good at it. So I, I can't wait to see like what her first program is going to look like. I think her and Tay Conti together are actually really great. Uh, if that is going to be her first match, which it seems like that's where that's going. Uh, but Tay comes from, um, she's Brazilian. She's got a, I believe she's a black belt, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how those two work that level together rather than it just being all pro wrestling. I think that will really come to the aid of um, Paige in the ring. Yeah. Let her shine a little bit. Let her shine. Um, so, yes, very, very cool. Can't wait to see what's going to happen. But uh, we'll get to see a little bit more of that coming up uh, this this week, Wednesday night, on a little dynamite, baby. Congratulations to Thunder Rosa, our girl. Dave LaGreca's girl. Dave LaGreca and Thunder Rosa are like BFFs. She, like, broke into his house and, like, hung out with his dog and shit. They've got, I don't know what's going on over there. Did it, was sure. it that they used to not get along? No, they did. They always got along. They didn't they get, didn't along, get along, along, and then they did. Yeah. I think they had a, you know, they had a little bit yeah. of a match falling out. And they're, they're all good. Throwing Down with Renee and Misha is part of the Sirius XM Podcast Network. The show is produced by Michael Russo and Kelly Murphy. Sound designed by Nari Balin. Special thanks to Sirius XM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, Steve Cohen, and Sirius XM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. Sirius XM Podcasts.